So 70% of women cannot orgasm through penetration. So um, I don't know about this person, but I think it sounds like she might be um, aiming a little bit out of, uh, out of kind of her, her scope. Hello and welcome back to the Rise and Conquer podcast. It is your host, Georgie Stevenson. As some of you may know, I'm currently on maternity leave. So Tim and I are soaking up the newborn bubble and new parent life with our little baby girl, but I did not want to leave my RNC fam with nothing. So we are bringing back the best bits of the Rise and Conquer podcast. We have nearly over 200 episodes, so I thought it would be a cool idea to bring you snippets from the most listened to, the most talked about episodes, and just give you the best bits in a mini episode. So be prepared to get straight into juicy topics, to feel inspired, to feel motivated, empowered, and of course, informed. These episodes are are shorter, but they're just full of the best bits. If you did like this mini app, make sure you go to the show notes where we have linked the full episode. And I just want to say, I really appreciate you guys still supporting the show while I'm taking some time off to enjoy baby girl. And I just can't wait to be back in your ears with fresh episodes in the new year. We have been planning the next season and there are so many exciting guests and surprises coming up. So I really hope you enjoy this mini episode. Let's get straight into the show. So what I did is I have a private Facebook community page for this podcast and I put a little question thing in there and just said, hey guys, I'm getting, you know, a psychosexologist on the show. Do you have any questions for her? And we had so many questions. So I'm really excited to get into those with you. Uh, So I guess like the most common one that came up was about libido and sex drive. And uh, the question that did come up a lot is Mm. what affects libido and how can we improve it? Or I've got an inverted commas, fix it. I know a lot of people have certain medical conditions like the pill or antidepressants or a stress can affect libido too mm. but if you can just go into that a bit more of course I mean libido can be affected by anything and I think we actually have to talk a little bit more about desire as well um, desire is owning the fact that you want something it's like waking up in the morning and going I know that I really want an almond milk cappuccino Obviously, that's a Chantel choice, but I get excited about it when I wake up. I know that I'm going to order it and it's going to be bougie. It's going to arrive at my house via Uber Eats uh, first thing and um, I'm going to get a large one. So I know uh, that it's coming. I'm excited for it. I'm already in a, a sensual, sensory experience of something that hasn't even been put in my hands or I haven't even taken a sip of yet. That is what desire is. It's owning the fact that I want to have that experience, that I'm excited about that experience, and that I can get into a sensory experience um, with something that isn't even there yet. That is what desire is about. And when we lose our desire, 
for life, for sex, for anything, then we lose our imagination. And that can be a real crisis in life. And I think that with libido, it is really tough because we have so many things that can affect libido, whether it be antidepressants, whether it be hormones, you know, whether it be life stress. And, you know, we've got to admit, we've got a lot of stress going on at the moment. There's so many things that can really affect it. Now, in terms of a formula to fix it, I can't give you one. That's what my whole you know, career is based off. It's based off me looking at you as an individual and giving you the tools you need to fix what's going on in your individual circumstances. So when I'm in session with someone, I'm very um, delicately picking apart what's going on for them as an individual, whether that be medical so that I can get them checked out from a medical point of view or whether that be psychological um, or biological or relational. We need to look at them from a biological, psychological, sociocultural point of view and also interpersonal, what's going on within their intimate personal lives so that I can fix their lack of libido and raise it to a point where they feel healthy enough to keep going. I also think that we have to remember that sex is not spontaneous after a period of time. You know, when we get into a new sexual relationship, we have these beautiful endorphins that rush around our body and that make us feel really alive. And they last for about 18 months. And then we have to actually start making a real effort and look into responsive desire. That means mainly for women, we need to be touched. We need to be able to get aroused before we start feeling that desire. That means that we just need to put a little bit of body work in before we're able to jump into the zone and go, yes, I'm accepting, I'm willing to take this essentially. I think also for a lot of males as well these days, they need to be free of performance anxiety as well, which means I don't know if I'm going to be able to do the right thing. I don't know whether I'm going to, my body's going to react in the way that I want. And it starts building tension and stress inside the body. Stress does not equal sex. And it's my job to be a team with you to help you figure out how to be able to manage your stress and your sexuality and move forward in the healthiest way. Uh, Emily Nagowski, who's another sexologist, uh, has a really great book called Come As You Are. And in that book, she talks about how we need to view our body almost like it is a car. You have accelerators towards sexuality. That means that you're putting your foot on the gas pedal and moving forward. And you have brakes on your sexuality. And that means anything that could potentially impair your feeling of wanting to have sex. Both the gas and the brake are on a low level all the time. And what we need to do is turn off a lot of those, um, well, turn off the turn-offs essentially so that your foot is able to be on the accelerator a little bit more and you're able to move forward rather than keep stagnant or move backwards, right? Mm. Yes, 100%. Yeah. So some accelerators could be, you know, feeling good within yourself, having a healthy diet, you know, really enjoying your work, really enjoying your partner, you know, feeling sexy and strong in your body. Some breaks could be feeling lethargic, having a lot of stress on, grief, um, you know, not enjoying your relationship, not enjoying yourself. And we what we want to do is reduce the amount of those um, breaks and really 
pick up and highlight those accelerators. Yes. So would you recommend people almost being a bit more in tune about, you know, what turns them off and what turns them off? And also, I guess I wanted to ask, is it quite normal for people to have, you know, a low libido? Because that's kind of the common thread in the group I saw of women asking, you know, is it normal that I don't want to have sex all the time? Mm. I think it's normal for libido to fluctuate. But it is something that we have to actively work on. So it it depends on the stage of that person. It depends on what's going on in their lives. If anyone is really worried about it, then book a consultation. Let me help you out. You don't need to figure that out by yourself. At the end of the day, it's normal for me, for you to have fluctuations in our sexuality, in our desire, and also to have sexual problems at some point. Everyone will or their partner will. And when we have a partner with sexual problems, it becomes our sexual problem. Mm. I guess that's also super comforting to know that it's not that, like you said, like it's completely normal. Everyone goes through it. So I want to switch gears and let's chat orgasms. Let's do it. (laughs) One listener asked, how can I achieve an orgasm through penetration? I feel so defeated when this doesn't happen. So 70% of women cannot orgasm through penetration. So um, I don't know about this person, but I think it sounds like she might be um, aiming a little bit out of uh, out of kind of her, her scope. You know, I think it's completely normal for women to not be able to orgasm through penetration. And that's because what we need is to have clitoral stimulation in order to orgasm. The clitoris is full of 8,000 nerve endings um, externally, which are designed purely for pleasure. For women who can orgasm through penetration, usually it's with them on top on a 45 degree angle and they're rubbing up and down and the penis that they're on top of or the vibrator or the dildo is rubbing against the internal clitoral nerves um, inside of vagina. And that takes a lot of work. I encourage this person, if she wants to give it a try, if she's having sex with someone with a penis, to sit on top of them, face them and lean down towards them and move up and down very steadily, but actually get into her breathing. So I want her to start breathing through her nose and then you're going to laugh at me, but feel like she's breathing that air out through her vulva, out through her vagina, because we want to bring her awareness to the sensation that is happening down in that area. If she keeps doing that at a steady pace and maybe she can have some music going so she's able to keep um, in time with the, the beat, the tempo, then maybe after a period of time she will begin to feel an orgasmic experience building. It does take a lot of practice and it also isn't feasible for some people. So please don't put pressure on yourself. If you can't get there, then you know what? You've got two fingers or you might have a clitoral vibrator that you can just hold on top of your clitoris and use that to feel the pleasure as well. But um, you know what? I think we learn a lot about sexuality from porn, which is not meant to be educational. It's meant to be entertaining. And porn shows us all these women having orgasms through penetration, which just isn't the case. (laughs) I'm laughing. That's so true, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) yeah well thank you so much for shedding light on that and that's that statistic definitely surprises me actually 
I think, you know, it's, it's super common. There's also about, you know, 15% of women who can't orgasm at all. I have a lot of people mm-hmm. coming in and, and saying, I can't orgasm. And then I go, well, what about if you're self-pleasuring? They go, oh, I can orgasm them, just not with a partner. And that just shows me that they need a bit of help in navigating how mm-hmm. to do it with a partner. They probably need a really good clitoral vibrator as well um, that will be able to bring different types of sensations that fingers and mouths and hands and penises cannot do. We just need a little bit of extra help sometimes and probably a lot more work around body awareness and sensation awareness. So that's something that I can definitely help with. And if you are struggling, then just book a session and I would be happy to get you on the right track. Amazing. Thank you for listening for another RNC episode. I really appreciate taking the time to be here with me and also for taking the time for yourself. If you found this episode helpful, it would be so amazing if you shared it on your stories and tagged us or simply just send it on to a girlfriend or family member who would benefit from listening. We are an independent podcast run by me and my amazing podcast manager, so it would mean the world to us if you left a review on the Apple Podcasts app. Also, if you're vibing this podcast and the concepts we're chatting about and your craving community, please come and join us over at the RNC Podcast Community Facebook group. Just search Rise and Conquer Podcast Community on Facebook and I will be in there to chat to you. Until next time. Thank you.